It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. You sound very happy today, Jared. <laughs> very upbeat for you. I'm He's not. a sunny kind of guy. <laughs> well, um, the sun's out. The sun is out. Yeah. It's been nuts. Nice. Man. It's over 60 degrees Fahrenheit. The Pacific Northwest, that's like fucking just horrific heat conditions. I guess if it were over 60 you. degrees Celsius, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like recommended amounts of vitamin D for the first time in a year, which is insane. I think my body is so used to not processing vitamin D from the sun that it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> so even if I go outside, I'm probably still not going to make vitamin D. Like every time I get a blood test, oh, your vitamin D is low. It's like, okay, well, I take supplements. Doesn't uh, make a bit of difference, guys. Oh, God, where's my damn soundboard clip? <laughs> Hold on. Uh-oh. It doesn't make a bit of difference, guys. The balls are inert. All right. <laughs> Good. Good, call. Good call, Jared. <laughs> I would like to see, like, a graphical representation of how many times we use that specific sound effect while we're making these episodes. Like, what's the percentage of we don't use it till we use it? Because I would imagine it's like a good like twenty five percent we don't use it, seventy five percent we do use it. Listen, I'm going to put myself in the <laughs> shoes of a listener right now, and I'd be very disappointed to listen to an episode where that sound clip was not used. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At the end, you're like, I was promised things. They were never delivered. Right. So um, a few weeks back, Alex, well, even before that, uh, kind of showed you my mechanical keyboard. Yes. And then I gave you a switch tester. Um, yes. And uh, so before <laughs> we go into that, I'll briefly explain for people who don't know, mechanical keyboards are kind of like the old uh, IBM Model M type keyboards where they're very clicky. They have, you know, kind of tactile feedback and uh, they're just not like membrane keyboards you have nowadays with like chiclet keys and stuff like that. Um, the most popular type or most well known, I should say, are Cherry MX switches, keyboard switches. And if you're a gamer and you've heard of the gaming brands, then you probably heard of, you know, Razer um, mechanical keyboards and whatnot. But there's a whole... It's just this whole thing that I kind of got into several months ago. Yeah, and you got me to start entering the scene, which is actually a problem. As soon as you loaned me those testers, um, took them home and started playing with them with Blake, and we were just sitting there booping on them for like a good five minutes comparing and contrasting yep. because we knew that we were going to get one. Yep. And he was actually thinking like, God damn it, I was going to get you one of these and now it's kind of ruined and it won't seem like a charitable surprise kind of thing because you have explicitly asked for one. <laughs> and I was like, eh, I don't want you to fuck it up and get me one that I don't like the feel of anyways. Right. So we plotted everything out. Um, I really like the cherry, but 
Unfortunately, the one that I am most fond of is that most expensive one. Oh, the Topre? Yeah. To- now, I don't know how you pronounce that. I should probably look that up. I think it's Topre. It's a Japanese word because they're made in Japan. Oh, then that's... How do you pronounce that? T-O-P-R-E. T-O-P-R-E? Yeah. So, J- Japanese pronunciation of words, what would your guess be? It's not really a Japanese word because you don't have two back-to-back consonants in Japanese. So, there's no, like, P-R. For example, so that's probably like it might be a Japanese brand, but I don't know if it's a word. Okay, like, so it'd be like topure or something. All if right, it was so let's Japanese. call it topre for now. <laughs> topre, topre. Somebody's gonna be pissed off at the mis- mispronunciation. Jared, you should be our temporary ombudsman. Look it up. <laughs> uh, I would, but uh, I just don't care. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna also do a little bit of explanation here for people who are not familiar. Basically, there's different types of switches. So there's Cherry MX switches. But then there's different levels of how hard you have to press to activate the switch. Yeah, the resilience or the sound that it makes after you activate it. Or the sound it makes. Or some of them are, don't even have like the tactile feedback. Like They're just straight, they're linear. So that you just press them down and there's no um, click or like bump or anything. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different types of switches. Cherry MX blues, blacks, reds, blah, blah, blah. So that's what Alex is talking about with the switch tester. But then there's this other uh, type of switch, which is kind of mechanical. Um, it's this really kind of new, expensive Japanese switch, which is kind of part rubber dome membrane, part mechanical. And some people swear by it, but it's like the most, ex- it's like the Ferrari of uh, these mechanical switches. Yeah, which is a goddamn shame because yeah. I didn't even realize that when I was playing with it. I'm like, oh, I think this one is my favorite. And we went and looked it up. We're like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the one that we're talking about right now, the one that I'm most fond of to those of you listening, it has this sort of like soft resilience to it. So it's like, um, you have to apply a quite a bit of pressure to get it past a certain point, and then it has just this really satisfying, um, like a muffled click to it. Thok is what people call thok? it. The, the topre thok. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I love it. Thok. Thok. T h o c k. Thok. No, no, I, no. Are you googling topre? Uh, yes, the topre fuck. <laughs> the topre fuck. So. Those keyboards, so an average mechanical keyboard, like a Razer gaming keyboard, which is looked down upon by all the elites in the mechanical keyboard community, but they're not that bad. Um, goes for like 60 to 70 bucks for the basic one. Average mechanical keyboard for, you know, typists and more kind of uh, keyboard enthusiasts, 100 to 120 bucks. Um, and then uh, these Topre ones, if you want a Topre, you have to spend about 200 bucks minimum <laughs> um, to get to get one. What what did you find, Jared? Uh, it's you know that Topre is so you know amazing. Apparently, that I can't even find it on Wikipedia. Oh, it's all this, it's all those testaments <laughs> about how amazing Topre is. <laughs> no, I haven't. I can't even find it. I see the cherry and the Alps and the all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, the Alps are another type of switch. No Topre because Topre is just too good. So the reason I got into this is because I do a shit ton of typing between all the writing and coding that I do, and I grew up with a mechanical keyboard, and I've been using membrane keyboards for years, not really thinking about it, but then when I tried one i was like oh my god this is my childhood i feel like i'm you know just i'm typing again for real and so that's why i got so into it it makes a big difference when it comes to very specific tools that you use more frequently than other people like you get you learn to be very picky about them yes like i have a specific preference for ballpoint pens and i'm guessing it vast majority of people don't give a shit and they're just going to use like the, the white and blue costco ones right. you know right but um pilot v5 all nice. the way. Nice. 
Um, and it's the same thing with mechanical keyboards. Like I write a lot, I type a lot, so it makes sense to invest in one that is overall more satisfying. Right, and you think about, you know, especially people who type or even gamers who do a lot of PC gaming, how much time you spend using this keyboard in front of you. You know, why would you use a, you know, cheap ass $10 keyboard um, if you're spending all that time using it? Unless you are happy with it, that's fine. But, if you know, if you were to try these uh, mechanical switches and like them better, you know, spending $100 on a keyboard makes sense if you spend that much time in front of your computer exactly or it's like how some people buy really expensive cars and like that's their thing and they love their car and they identify with it i don't give a shit about what i drive right so i'm going to drive like the most piece of shit beater car for my entire life right but i will throw down like a couple hundred dollars on a keyboard yeah so it's just to each (laughs) their own and uh part of it is just kind of the satisfaction of uh you know typing but also just collecting and stuff so it's, it's it's definitely a collecting thing um, but we'll talk about mechanical keyboards more in the future. So Topre, huh, was your was your choice? Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to get one. Honestly, as long as it isn't that kind of linear switch, I'm cool with it. So you don't so, like a linear switch that doesn't have no, any feedback? I don't like it. Jared's just Jared. giggling. He's like, what the fuck are you guys well, I, talking actually, about? Actually, I have a keyboard for Jared that I'm, I almost have ready for him. Nice. I, l- I like the kinds of keyboards where you, um, you, you type a, you press a key and then, um, a, a word or a letter <laughs> <laughs> or like a number or something, you know, like pops up on your yeah. computer screen. That's that. I like that kind That's of keyboard. Kind. Oh, you know, another <laughs> thing I should say, one of the reasons they're also popular for gaming because they have what's called um, N key rollover, which means that you can press basically an unlimited number of keys at once and it will register them. If you'll, you'll notice on a lot of keyboards, they have what's called two key rollover where it will only register, like like if you were to press, you know, three keys at once, it would only register two presses oh, or okay. it might hold it down, you know. And anyway, for gaming, if you certain types of games, um, having the N key rollover or something greater than two key rollover, it makes a big difference. For like StarCraft, where you're pressing hotkeys all the time. Right. You know. Where it's uh, down to like actions per second and you're up in the hundreds or something. <laughs> right, right. Which is never going to be me. Oh my God. If, if I go look at my replays, my actions per second in StarCraft, I look like just like a disabled kid. Exactly. Just- <laughs> that's that's why I did Zerg because I would be doing macro and I'm just like, as long as I can kind of keep track of when my larvae are going to pop, I'll be fine. Right, right. So Jared, I'm going to make a bet right now. I'm going to get you this mechanical keyboard. I have to, oh, this is another fucking rabbit hole I went down. Because of this mechanical keyboard thing, I got into soldering. Oh, no. Yeah, fuck oh, my Oh, yeah, you told me that you got life. the soldering iron. What have you been doing with it? I actually um, built a mechanical keyboard from scratch using switches you can't oh, my buy goodness. retail. <laughs> Ugh, we'll talk about that later. If you really want to do something nice for me, get me a new monitor. I care about that a lot How more than monitors? Yeah, learn have to build monitors. I've given Jared so many monitors over the years. <laughs> my, my main gaming monitor is dying. Oh, shit. That sucks. I have some 27-inch monitors that I use because the bigger is better for me. And Jared's like, I just can't even believe, can't even believe you use those. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good me impression, yeah. I guess. <laughs> can't even believe it. <laughs> once you go, once you go bigger monitor, you can't go back, man. Um, anyway, so Jared, I'm gonna get bet here now. That I'm gonna get you this keyboard. Uh, it has the clicky switches. They're kind of similar to Cherry MX Blues. Yeah, but I need a PS2. I have a PS2 adapter. All right. And <laughs> so I'm all about the PS2. And you're gonna use it. And Actually, gonna, no. And I you're need gonna USB. fucking love it. I have USB and PS2. Anyway, <laughs> point is, Jared's right. gonna get hooked. And Alex, uh, you said your boyfriend already bought one, right? No, he was planning on giving one for my birthday. <clears throat> oh, when's your birthday? 
November 7th. So it's a ways out. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're. You you're, guys have almost the same birthday. She has my brother's birthday. <laughs> my keyboards I usually can get for about $2, maybe one. You're going to like the Goodwill or something? The old Dells from 2004 or whatever. I'm going to give you this keyboard for free. You're going to get hooked. I guarantee it. Alex, you heard me. It's recorded right now. We're going to come back to this. And we're going to talk about how right I was. But what are we putting at stake here? Nothing. Just the fact that I'm fucking right. Oh, okay. And so many, doesn't know I told himself you so. As well as I know him. <laughs> is it one well, of those little so tiny ones or is it is, is a full size one? It's, it's a 10 key list. So it has everything except for the number pad. I'm very, numpad's very important to me. Yeah, bullshit. Is it? Mm... <laughs> okay, let's fucking talk about video games now. Yay! All right, so let's do some news. I thought this was Keyboards Must Die. No, that would be Membrane Keyboards Must Die. There's nothing wrong with a Membrane Keyboard guy. I'm not saying there is, I'm just saying I really enjoy these mechanical- Okay, we're done talking about <laughs> Nerd! Oh, oh, damn it, Jared. You know, I need to give you uh, access to these I know. soundboard His clips. His own soundboard. <laughs> I should be the one running that because- Actually, you should. Since you're hosting- Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! Actually, let's, let's uh, remember to do that. I'll give you access to this so you can do this. <laughs> Good. It'll give me something to do something when you're talking do. about keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know, the sad thing about that segment was like you guys have been talking about keyboards for so long like I had thought before you started that like we'd already covered it so I got really sad <laughs> like oh we hadn't already done this segment <sighs> oh because you knew what you were in for it's like a repeat nightmare for Jerry we've been talking about it you guys have been I'll like pre prepping for the segment for like a couple months now. Well, that wasn't the real. We'll do the real segment soon. Oh, that so wasn't even the real one. Oh, no, just, after we get the key, after we get the new keyboard, and after you have tested out Ben's keyboard, then we will revisit yes. this topic. And there's a depth. lot to talk about because there's the keyboard, there's the switches, there's the fucking keycaps. That's another whole another rabbit Jesus hole. Jesus fucking Christ! This really is turning the keyboards must die. Huh? We should also go over your new soldering hobby. My new soldering hobby. My new soldering. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's like doing heroin. <laughs> I, wonder if you can, I knew if I ever did it. I was going to go down this fucking rabbit hole and I'm going to start soldering shit all the time and it's just going to be a hobby that I don't need, but it's just going to take over my life. What if you can fix my monitor with your soldering skills? Actually, probably could. I wouldn't call them skills. It's not really that hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> just I, terribly fun. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's do some news. <sighs> okay. Pokemon Go. Alex, you're excited about this one. Yep. Yep. Uh, there were some more footage and screenshots and details revealed. What were your thoughts on all that? Um, kind of mixed feelings. A lot of the features that are coming out with this game are very like freemium kind That's of the impression oriented. I, got. I never had any other expectation. Well, I expected <laughs> that it would be, but I was just really hoping that it would be a different kind. Like, uh, I don't know. You can uh, pick up items from shops, and I'm pretty sure those are going to be like purchased with real money, primarily, right? Yeah. Unless I don't know what like the form of currency is in this game. I don't know if it's been announced yet. Like, how do you get currency? Is it just defeating trainers or Pokemon or yeah. do either of you know? No, I, I've been reading about it. It's kind of, there's a lot of uh, ambiguity right now, yeah. it seems like. Regardless, I'm guessing that however you get currency, it's going to be like wildly ineffective and you will have to like shill out like a dollar for like your Pokeballs or some shit like that, right? That's the impression I got. That's the impression I got too, especially looking at the screenshots. It just, it looks a lot like any other game out there. It sucks. You know, they should have just tried to do something different in the mobile market and actually sell a game and then, like, not make it 
you know, super fucked up. Just you buy a fucking copy and then that's it. It's your game and you don't have to like do any other bullshit. Wouldn't that be beautiful? But... Well, here's the thing is that their target audience is going to eat this shit up and they're going to do the microtransactions. So yeah. if people uh, had any taste, this game would fucking flop and then Nintendo would release a game that wasn't microtransaction based. But, but, but people have no taste. As long as consumers are, are doing this. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. So you can't blame Nintendo. That's just well, the, the, trou- the trouble. So is that fuck there's you, that consumers. Rule, like, what is it? The 80-20 rule? Like, 80% of the revenue comes from only 20% of the player base when it comes to this. Yeah. And within that 20%, it's still just, like, 90% of that comes from the top, like, 5% that have extremely addictive personalities. Right. So even though, like, most of us aren't going to ever pay a single dollar, there's still going to be randos out there that are paying, like, 300 a month for it. And, you know, these screenshots are not that good looking no they're not stellar i've Man. seen a lot of like actually pretty funny like photoshops of them oh really yeah um oh one thing that bothered me is that i was really excited for the gym aspect yeah i really liked the idea of there being a gym in each city right and then you can go from city to city and challenge the gym leader that was there yeah the problem with it is that there is no gym leader you can only submit one of your Pokemon. So the team for the gym is composed of like several different people. Oh. Which is kind of a shit show. Is it random or is it your friends you can set it up with? It's like if you beat the gym leader, then you can, I think, insert your Pokemon into the gym. What? One of your Pokemon. But it's bullshit because then you don't have that gym leader mythology. Like there's no... Yeah. Like best player in the city that's just sitting at this location. Yeah, it would be fun to like try and become like the gym in the city and be like you know have a reputation exactly like, or have people come from other cities like specifically yeah. to fight you yeah the feeling i get the more and more i read about this and see it is that this is going to be a freemium cash grab rather than a revolutionary you know kind of way to play pokemon with you know moving the locations in real life exactly which is kind of disappointing but i guess i didn't I guess I got my expectations a little bit too high. I was too <laughs> excited about the concept of like the augmented reality Pokemon yep. and yeah. kind of neglected to think about how they would deliver it. But I am still looking forward to the uh, the whole like events tied to real locations thing because it'll give me a great excuse to actually walk around and do shit with other nerdy people. Yeah. In the real world, well, which you know, would be kind of cool. If I can't be the blame Washington uh, gym leader, Jared Vonnie. Just, <laughs> <Jared Barney. laughs> it's just it's never it's ne- i'm never gonna even buy it or bother it'll it's be kind of cool to like be like oh i'm fucking i'm out of pokeballs and then you have to like walk down the street and you see three other people there with their cell phones out like what's up getting pokeballs <laughs> and there's like yeah you know and you're like how about you and they're like what the fuck are you guys talking about i'm waiting for a bus but no. That kind of thing. I don't know. I I would really hate interacting with people in real life. To tell you the truth, you dream too big, Alex. You dream very big. <laughs> too much of an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You so- know what? I like uh, just something like the optimist thing. It gets me all the time. I think that I'm like such a cynical person, but then I realize how frequently I'm let down by my optimism with things like this. I guess it comes specifically with nerdy things. Right. So you just let your um, desire for something to be cool cloud your judgment. Yeah. So you're not really that cynical. You're just you're just a negative person. Who... <laughs> <laughs> a negative person with too much hope. Yes. Uh, no Man's Sky. This is another one you're excited about. Yeah, I'm uh, still excited about that one. Um, the 
release date and price have been announced. Why didn't I put the release date in my goddamn notes? The world will never know. Hold on. Let me look it up. This is what I do is I read these articles and I write notes on them. So I know the article. I've read the story. But sometimes I don't include the critical information. Like the release date. (laughs) June 21st on the PC and PS4 is when uh, No Man's Sky will be released. This is the one where you kind of explore the, you know... Procedurally generated universe and shit like that. Yeah, so it's like kind of like Spore, but apparently way deeper and way better. But I don't know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely one that I'm going to wait and see on. I'm going to wait at least like a couple of weeks for it to kind of hit the mass market, see yeah. some reviews, things like that, because it sounds incredibly open and the screenshots are really pretty. But you know that whenever a company brags about like we have like hundred million possible combinations of foliage That's and landscape. That's the worst thing that somebody can say to promote their fucking game. Exactly, <laughs> because then it just means most of the time that there are very shallow, unrecognizable, like, um, what's the word? Inconsequential differences between yes. like all the objects and landscapes. Oh, and, look like, at this purple planet. This planet's purple. The last one I was at was blue. Oh my God. Or even worse than that, this is like purple number three, whereas the last planet that you were at was purple number five, slightly higher on the yellow scale kind of thing. So, yep. Yeah, no, we'll see. I think that if it is as extensive and like if each planet is as unique an experience as the developers have been talking about, then the price is perfectly justified just because of like. It's been in development for quite a time, and if it is a fully fleshed out game, then I'm cool with that. Is it 60 or 40 for PC? It's 60. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the price was announced at 60 bucks, and people, apparently people were freaking out, but I couldn't really find anything. Like, I think the people freaking out were freaking out on Twitter. People just think that, like, $60 indie games are bullshit, Jesus generally. Jesus Christ. You know, the thing is, is that back in the day, fucking NES games cost $60. <laughs> And if you account for inflation, <laughs> they would have been like $120 in today's dollars. You know, like yep. people are such fucking little entitled shits. They don't understand. And the, basically mobile games, we've talked about this before, the fucking mobile game market where you pay a dollar for a game and bullshit. It just completely, completely devalued, at least in consumers' eyes, indie games and, and whatnot. Exactly. They, it's terrible because they could be like, I could buy fucking 10 video games with that money it's like but they're shit games yeah right they're not terrible right so um apparently there was controversy i couldn't really see it but then again i don't go on twitter and apparently a lot of the controversy (laughs) was people bitching on twitter which is there anything that ever happens in the world where there isn't like a shitstorm on twitter about it from some fucking group absolutely not there's nothing it's just horrific i don't know how people are stumbling across these shitstorms because like, you would have to go out of your way to find it because of the way that Twitter is set up. Twitter is like Facebook, where you only see in your feed what you friend and follow and stuff like that, right? So the only way you're going to see all of this shit is if you're following people that have opinions that are, like, drastically opposing to yours or something like that. Well, the people who are writing, oh, well, this, there was a huge controversy, are these, you know, gaming sites which have X number of oh yeah followers who are tweeting at them and, you know, so whatever, it's... Oh, God, I, I just Twitter and people on Twitter. Like if you use Twitter, like legit use Twitter, like what's your fucking problem? <laughs> <laughs> like there's really no excuse to be a normal human being and be like on Twitter legit, like tweeting this, sh- tweeting shit like this and 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Is, is it less popular now, though? Or getting a little less popular? No, it's like ingrained in the goddamn culture. I'm still seeing it everywhere. Yeah, no, it's not less popular. There are all these like little clones that are popping up and trying to be Twitter and just not doing as well. Uh, Especially bad are the types of gamers who are on Twitter. Like, a gamer using Twitter... Like, you know, hardcore game or whatever is a bad fucking combination. <laughs> You're like, that's a bad time. <laughs> yeah. We just won't go there. Yeah, because if... <laughs> Truly okay. hardcore gamers don't use Twitter. They're too busy playing video games. I'm saying that the ones who do are just the lowest of the low. They're, they, you know, they're the people who did the whole Gamergate thing. And they're, they're basically, like, fucking just bombing every single female who had an opinion. Like, well, we're not sexist. And they would just be, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. We could, that's another line of thought. They're not but, real gamers either. Fuck them all. I don't even know what a real gamer is. I don't really care. I was care. going to say, I don't fucking know. Me. You, you're real game. <laughs> uh, one part of this article that I thought was kind of interesting about No Man's Sky was that the uh, developers received advice from Sony and others not to call it No Man's Sky. And the way it's, it's uh, man's is M-A-N apostrophe S, okay? And so they said, don't call it No Man's Sky because having an apostrophe in the name would not make it good for Twitter to tweet about the na- name of the game on Twitter. Again. <laughs> you know what else would not be good for the game? To rename the game at this point. Well, so- they're, they're, we're talking about earlier in development. Oh, okay. I thought people are telling them like right now, like, you should get rid of that apostrophe or some shit. <laughs> like, just change the title up. But- I just, I don't, I just want to kill myself every single time I he- read a story about... God, it's one character. Well, it's, it's just... Well, let's just do something that you don't want to do so that it can be marketable on Twitter and whatnot. And you know what? There's a balance between marketing and this, this, and that. But, oh my God. The it's fact like when you read these, about search engine optimization. There, there's certain considerations that make sense, but something like that where, well, you know, you don't want to be tweeting apostrophes on Twitter and blah, blah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with them. Yeah. Fuck apostrophes, man. They really strain my pinky. I love apostrophes. <laughs> okay. Next up in news. You would. <laughs> Fucking monster. Uh, Xbox <laughs> does these user surveys um, to, to their uh, groups of people who have applied for testing and people who just have Xboxes or Microsoft uh, live accounts sometimes. So a hypothetical question popped up on one of these Xbox user surveys asking if people would consider trading in their digital games for store credit. Um, so it's just a question. Doesn't it's mean a very weird yet. concept. It is a weird concept. Very weird concept to me. It's weird to me because like, how is that incentivized for them? Because it's right. not, I mean, like if it's digital content, it's not like the user is handing it over to their buddy. Right. So it doesn't have the same incentive as like trade in your pre-owned tangible games. Right, and a lot of the the thing, the problems that these com- companies have with used games are that it will take away another sale of a new game, so they, exactly. don't, they don't see that money. But this doesn't make this doesn't matter at all because usually these digital games are tied to a particular account or a particular console, you know. Yeah. So no, I don't get it. It's a very interesting thing, but I yeah, I don't get it either. They're probably just spitballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Jared, what's your thought? It's probably just incentive incentivization <laughs> incentive. How do you say that word? Incent- Incentivization? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, you know, buying more games. And they probably won't give you a full refund or anything. It'll probably give you like 40% of what you paid. So they, they They'll still make a profit. What you're saying is that they basically just want to make you think you're getting a deal on a new game so they yes. make more money. 
because they're not going to see any money from that game anyway. And they'll probably only sell you a digital copy of their own game, so I mean, it's pure profit either way. Yeah, all right. I see that. Oh, that's a very good... The margins yeah. are there. Very good analysis. <laughs> I guess it's like when you have a coupon, too, because if you get, like, 20 bucks back on a $40 game, then you're going to go and spend that $20 on another $40 game that you might not have gotten, and they'll right. come out with, like, an extra 20 bucks in the mix and, like, another game sold kind of thing. Yep. Okay, next up in news, Final Fantasy 15 release date has been announced September 30th of this year. Woohoo! Don't eh. give a shit. Franchise has been yeah, dead to me for that. a long time. But they also <laughs> announced like an anime to go along with it and a movie and all sorts of shit, like crazy amounts really? of yeah. an anime? Yeah. Like a cartoon, like not CG. I did not read close enough on the anime because I did, just did not care. Gotcha. Is this an MMO or the actual single player No, this, game? Is, a, this is a console game. Single yeah. player. Is it still action RPG like they've been doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. fuck them then. <laughs> you know what? If it gets good reviews, I'll probably give it a try, but it's not. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, no. It's, again, I see the pictures of the fucking protagonists. They're all these fucking girly men, these stupid-ass haircuts, and just looks oh, all melodramatic and over the top. And Some kind of The character sword. design does look particularly weak. They all look like 20-something-year-old male greasers. Yeah. Like, they're uh. all wearing black and shit like that. Um, one of the appealing aspects of it is there's a lot of footage coming out about how open it is. How okay. like open worldy it is. Like you can drive around in a car and like go visit different events and stuff like that. Yeah. But eh, it should be a nice game. Yeah. From what I've seen of it. Yeah. But I don't think I'll buy it. Enough with the goddamn MMO styled fucking RPGs. I'm sick of it. I just want like a regular RPG again. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still people making those though. I mean, it's not like this. Not. A... I mean, who, who? I mean, not a lot of people are making those anymore. <laughs> no, but they're out there. And, uh, I mean, look, look at just freaking bravely second. Yeah. I mean, th there's, I was going to say like Squeenix is still releasing the occasional weird. Yeah. Basically, Jared, what you need to do is you need to get yourself a 3DS or if you really hate playing on a small screen that much, as you've said in the past. Yeah. I'm not going to play a goddamn RPG. I'm not going to play, you know, I'm not going to lower myself. Lower yourself. <laughs> to having to play all RPGs now on a fucking, you know, mobile. You can pay like $100 to have someone mod your 3DS to go be able to plug it into a uh, monitor or TV. I shouldn't have to. You could just go on Steam and buy all the JRPGs there. A lot of new ones are actually being released on Steam right now, or they're porting a lot of like PS2 favorites onto Steam for and like also, 10 I feel like bucks. we went over this several months ago, but Jared actual number of jrpgs that you've played is pretty low so you've got a whole backlog of games you could be playing that are know, really good oh. <laughs> <laughs> i play a lot of games i know i'm just saying that jrpgs <laughs> in particular your whole i've like, played a lot more games and i put a lot more time into playing games than people our listeners probably actually think i'm saying that your whole jrpg <laughs> thing you were like well i played dragon quest and final fantasy or sorry dragon warrior and final fantasy and there wasn't a whole lot outside of that I guess, man. Yeah. Do you ever well, play the Mana series, like Legend of Mana, or? Nah. Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I play Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I beat it. Uh, okay. We'll do one last piece of news here. Um, Stardew Valley has been a wild success. Alex, do you want to talk about this game? Yeah. Um, Stardew Valley was made by one guy. Um, contrary to popular belief, because it was published by a pretty like famous studio. They're the guys that did Starbound. Um, which is basically just Terraria in space. 
But um, published by that company, made by this one dude, total labor of love kind of thing, where he just spent like years and years um, creating it full time. And it finally came out a few weeks ago and people immediately started going like batshit crazy over it. Because apparently it is just, it's Harvest Moon, but it's very pretty and it's incredibly extensive. Like the amount of stuff that you can do in this game is kind of wild. Is um, it, uh, does it have like Rune Factory type elements where there's combat and stuff or is it yeah. mostly, oh, it does it. Okay. Yeah. It has, um, I think it's pretty simple combat. Um, I don't think I've actually seen any monsters except slimes, but it it has a lot going for it. Yeah. And um, I think the most appealing thing about it is that it's basically what Harvest Moon used to be. Yes. Before they started getting weird with it. Are there like dating sim elements in it too? Yeah, it's exactly the Harvest Moon model. Just, just as the well. Harvest Moon, classic Harvest Moon. Yep. There yep. are like several women around town. You can bring them gifts. They each like specific things. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's nothing particularly pivotal or innovative it's just kind of currently the epitome of its genre kind of thing right a really polished throwback exactly yeah um and it's cheap it's dirt cheap for the amount of uh gameplay that you can squeeze out of it like i know people who have already clocked like 60 hours into it they've only owned it for like a couple weeks and it costs i think 15 bucks if it doesn't have any discounts but yep. it's been like having sales since it was released. So yep. it's usually more like 13, 14 bucks. Um, it's funny you say that because uh, I have, I swear to God, I have at least 10 or 15 negative Steam reviews on my game from people who say, well, this game doesn't have enough content. My game is also $15, also goes on sale regularly for much less than that. And these people who make these comments, oh, it doesn't have enough content, have it's like- literally 600 hours clocked in the fucking game. <laughs> Holy I've shit. seen one with like 2,000 hours. It's like, oh, this oh, is not, not enough to do. <laughs> you know. Ah! It's, I always moron. break down my games into how many hours I spent on that game. Like, um, like how much it costs per hour, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. When I'm done with it. And so like, your game is a fucking steal. Stardew Valley is a steal. Games yeah. like Skyrim are steals. Yes, People absolutely. will bitch about how Skyrim costs like 60 bucks when it first came out. It's just like, well, how much time did you put into exactly. it? Exactly. Like, what's, what's your cost per hour playing that game? For me, it was probably 10 cents an hour. Yeah. For me, <laughs> like, I'm typically willing to pay like eight bucks an hour for entertainment, right? Yeah, right. More so for the movies. Twice that much for the movies. Right. Yep. So it's like, I don't get why people are bitching. Because they're entitled little shits who don't go out into the world and experience stuff. And so they'll play a game for 600 hours, bore themselves to death with it, and decide that because they're bored to death and they don't have a life or anything else to do, that the game must not have enough content. They write a review like, this game is boring to death. I am bored to death. I'm so bored. I'm doing the same thing over and over for... Well, fucking get out in the world. Go buy another game. Go fucking walk outside. Take a shower. I don't know. (laughs) You uh, ask too much of them, Ben. <laughs> so Stardew Valley. So this, this is uh, sold really well. It says 400,000 copies, more than 400,000. Yeah, um, way more than that now. But it sold over, I think it sold like 600,000 in its first two weeks. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah. And so the guy that made that game is just swimming in it right now. Like he's got to yeah. be so happy. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of copies mm-hmm. to sell. And it's only for PC right now? Yeah, it's only for PC. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll put I would a, imagine that it would get ported to I something. Think if, it's, if it's sold that well, it's going to get ported. To some, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, that's enough for news. We're going to go right into a little bit of what you've been playing, bro. 
What you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? Jared, have you been playing anything new? My life is like one series, long series of like constant campaigns with uh, Third Age Total War. Jesus yeah, I was going Christ. to say, I bet I can guess what Jared's been playing. Right, <laughs> like, I started up another Isengard campaign. All right, yeah, that's interesting, Jared. Was, nice. um, Some sort of civilization RTS yeah, bullshit uh, over here. Interesting, um, interesting thing I, I found, though, recently was that they, write, they, um, they, they patched Warcraft 3. They yeah. patched Warcraft 3? Yeah, there's a new patch for Warcraft 3 out. <laughs> oh, really? Like the past month? <laughs> yeah, the past month or so. Um, I think it was for some like Windows 10 compatibility stuff, but it was like the first patch in a lot of so years. So was it just compatibility stuff, or did they actually make changes to the... I don't think there was any changes. I only really uh, took a quick glance at the at the patch notes, but... Uh, <laughs> that's that's. It's very cute that they're still paying attention to it. You know what's funny it. is the, weird, the weirdest <laughs> patch to me were like the super late Diablo 2 patches where they added like respecking and stuff like that. Like, oh, those were weird. Yeah. Super weird. Like they came out. That I mean, was like what, 2010 or something? something yeah, where yeah. they f- like added respecking to the game and all this <laughs> random stuff. It's almost like they added it in anticipation of people playing Diablo 2. To prep themselves for three. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, there was like a lot of stuff. Uh, I think starting in the fall, Blizzard was like asking for developers to help with like some sort of secret project involving older games or something. And, hmm. and it's theorized that they're going to have an HD release of both Warcraft three and Diablo two at some point in the near future. So mm. that could be a uh, preparation for that as well. That, that patch for some compatibility issues. So that might be kind of cool. Yeah. I've, if they sold them bundled, I'd totally get it. You know, I play I've, some more battle net again. In my life, I've just played Diablo two to death so much that I don't know if I could do it again. I, pro- I, th- I, probably I think you would. I think we would play it widescreen HD. Oh man, we we play the hell I, out of it. I could do it socially. I could do it with other people. Right. I, just, I could not do it alone again. I could see that. Yeah. We should do a run um that really like highly beneficial like characters for for each other like a paladin and a necromancer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something super fun like that. That'd be awesome. Anyways, um, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> all right. Alex, what have you been playing, bro? Um, I've been playing not an awful lot, unfortunately. Uh, it's cool. It's great. Like that. But I played uh, about 16 hours of Don't Starve together over the course of like, the past couple weeks, which okay. has been pretty fun. Um, have either of you guys played Don't Starve? Yeah. So uh, I watched some Let's Plays of uh, Don't Starve Together and stuff. So is Don't Starve Together a new game or is it just a multiplayer add-on for the original? It's just multiplayer of the original version. Okay. okay. So uh, um, that's been pretty great. Been getting my shit rocked by that. Um, I have yet to survive winter <laughs> because fucking there's this thing called a deer clops. Yeah. It's this like a giant uh, monster that will kill you in like three hits. And it spawns around the end of the winter season. And he just keeps on fucking wrecking my camp. And then I starve or freeze to death or he just smacks me. Until I am smacked to death. Were there were seasons a relatively new addition, or have they always been in the game? They've always been in the game. Really? Um, they're very long. I don't remember that. Seasons are some thirty days long. Because I um, I played Don't Starve for probably about I don't know eight hours maybe, 
and I liked it, but at the same time, it was just too challenging. Isn't the right word. It just it took too much of a goddamn time investment to to make progress to me. It can be kind of a grind. You get better at it the more files you've had. Right. Like yeah. my first file, I think that I died at the beginning of winter. Second file died at the end of winter. Third file, end of winter. Fourth file, end of winter. But um, really improved. Yeah, I think that this time around I'm going to actually survive winter because you pick up tiny tricks as you go or like you just learn to do things more efficiently. Is it a lot more fun playing with other people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I played the original game for like, I think I was like you, like maybe eight hours. Yeah. But playing with people is much more fun, A, because you can resurrect yourself and uh it doesn't have that huge consequence, except it damages the players psychologically, but you can recover from that. Okay. And it's just uh, way more enjoyable when you can split up and have uh, different players doing performing different jobs or right. rotating around instead of trying to cram all of your day's chores into like one player. Helps cut down the tedium, I bet, a bit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's been really fun. Cool. And uh, I had spring break. And I spent most of that working, but at the tail end of it, I had a Saturday and a Sunday off and I spent pretty much the entirety of that Saturday and that Sunday, um, beating Fallout 4. Oh, cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, the writing didn't really get better the farther along I went. The dialogue options were still poopy because they made no difference and no, it didn't make a difference at all. And they were incredibly unpredictable. Like you didn't know what your character was going to say. Like you would say like. The option to be yes or no. And you say, oh, I I don't know about this quest. I'll just say no. And your character says, hey, fuck you. I'm just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was also a little bit disappointed because I spent like six hours trying to get one perk. Yeah. I wanted to get the ghoul perk because the description of the perk is that radiation heals you. So I thought that meant that instead of getting radiation damage, radiation would heal me. That's like the implication, right? Mm-hmm. But no, in reality, you still get radiation damage. It's just that it heals you at the same time. So the two bars are traveling towards each other, which means that you get like diminishing returns when you're fighting somebody because your health will go down and then your rads will grow and then your health will go down, your rads will grow. So it's just, it's pretty fucking That's useless. So weird. <laughs> yeah. And so now my character has extremely high endurance because it's one of like the top tier endurance perks. And I don't fucking do anything with it. Uh, huh. But yeah, it was entertaining. It was just definitely mindless entertainment. Yeah. Well, I still have that still wrapped sitting over there to play. So I'll get around <laughs> to it at some point. Anything else you've been playing? Is that it? That's it. So we've been talking about Fire Emblem Fates for a while. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I bought Fire Emblem Fates Conquest right before the new baby was born back at the end of February so I could play it in the hospital while I was, you know, sitting there. Mm-hmm. Providing <laughs> emotional support. No, no, like, this is, this going, is, no, this is post-emotional support. This is when the baby, after the baby's been born and I just, you know, sitting in the room while she sleeps and all that. Anyway, while my wife sleeps and the baby sleeps. And Anyway, so I got it to play. And uh, so there's two different versions of the game. Fire Emblem Fates Conquest and Fire Emblem Fates Birthright. Everybody's probably read about this, knows, blah, 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 blah. So the difference is, is that you basically, there comes a point after like the fifth mission in both games, which the first five missions of both games are identical. 
there becomes a point where you have to choose, am I going to side with this side or am I going to side with this other side? And it was really fucking stupid because it's, it's either, okay, I'm going to either side with the obviously evil group of people who just tried to fucking murder me, <laughs> or I'm going to side with people who are obviously good, who, you know, are supportive of me and blah, blah, blah. Do they try to murder you? Yes. And here's the thing. The choice is um, if you have conquest, the only choice you can make is to side with the people who just try to fucking murder you and they're the bad guys. Or if you have birthright, only choice is side with the good guys. Right. Now, if, if you own one version of the game, you can get the other version for 20 bucks to download it. But the choice is so goddamn stupid because like, I didn't want to play as the bad guys for the first my first playthrough. So I fell into Nintendo's trap and I went and downloaded fucking birthright. <laughs> I thought that you do that it was one or the other. What do you mean? I thought that you knew that like if you got conquest, you were with conquest family. I didn't read a whole bunch about it. Okay. And I, I just I knew that conquest is the one where, you know, you don't do a lot of free fighting outside of the main story, like the classic games, so you can't like level up a bunch. Yeah. And Birthright's the one that's more nonlinear and blah blah blah. And I figured, oh, I'll just do conquest, whatever. But the fact that it's so fucking story driven and that you just basically if you buy Conquest, you're the bad guys, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And if you buy Birthright, you're the good guys. And that's really what... It, it's such a stupid way to do it. And obviously it worked on me because I went and fucking bought <laughs> Birthright. So pissed. I thought Conquest storyline was like, yeah, you're in the bad guy family, but you and a select few others are the good guys within the bad guy family. And you're trying to like overthrow Maybe big it bad eventually guy. becomes that. But at the point where you're given the choice, literally, they tried to murder you. And then they fucking murdered your mother on like your real mother on the other side and tried to murder you at the same time. Like you've been trying to, they've tried to kill you several times already. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. Like there's no reasonable person would ever make the choice to go with. Anyway, I go with, conquest. I thought the conquest family was a lot more sympathetic than that because they like raised you, right? Maybe they become, no, yes, but they are not that sympathetic because, oh, okay. because the father is like the, the king or whatever is so obviously like an evil, <laughs> evil, corrupt fuck. Is he exactly like the evil, corrupt fuck from the previous game? Yes, he's just evil and corrupt and no redeeming qualities. And you know, so there's no ambiguity. He looks evil as shit, too. <laughs> there, there, there's no like, you know, uh, gray area. It's black and white, you know. Anyway, so that really pissed me off. And as far as the game itself goes, literally Fire Emblem Fates is just awakening. Yeah. There's just no. Di I mean, you know, they added all those other little features like, you know, you have the town. You yeah, go does into the town matter at all? No, it's fucking stupid. Uh uh, the characters aren't as cool as Awakening, and literally the graphics are identical to Awakening. Gameplay is identical. They made some changes a little bit to the strategy stuff, but overall, it's fucking Fire Emblem Awakening. Which, if you want to play more Awakening, not a bad thing. I just kind of got bored with it. Yeah. And I uh, right now, I, I have I, I got like to chapter nineteen or something, and there's twenty eight chapters, and I just like meh. Fuck this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it never struck me as doing anything particularly new. People who are loving it right now are the people who always fucking love Fire Emblem, except for the people that are too hardcore to enjoy Fire Emblem Fates because they're like, Fire Emblem games haven't been hard since before Awakening. Ah, uh, yeah, well, whatever. I played, I'm playing on hard mode on Birthright with, you know, permadeath turned on. I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but it's not terrible. What changes have they made to the tactics in battles? I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but you know how you can pair up units? Yeah. Uh, if you pair up units now, rather than having a unit stand side by side with another one, 
So if you directly pair them up so they're you know they're in the, on the same tile together, they can't. The second person can't counterattack anymore. Oh. But hmm. they, and also, but if 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 you do that, then if somebody attacks you, um, with two units side by side, the paired unit will always block the second attack 100% of the time. So you can, oh. not get, you can not get hit twice if you're paired up, but you also can't attack twice. Oh. Does that make sense? Weird. Yeah. Mm. So if you played the game, that makes sense to you. If not, it sounds like some gibberish, but basically... Wait, so you can't <laughs> attack twice at all, period, regardless of like how fast the primary is? or If you're paired up, no. Now, if you're standing side by side, with two, like two units standing side by side that don't have a pair, then they'll do the awakening thing where they attack twice or okay. whatever so basically the advantage of pairing up is you'll get some you know stat boost or whatever and then and nobody um, can attack you twice nobody can attack you twice okay right. so actually i actually like that change because it makes a tactical difference between you know pairing up versus standing side by side and yeah. blah 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 oh also the other goddamn thing that shoehorned in the game that's so fucking stupid so lazy um the children mechanic yeah, I was wondering, how the fuck do children work without time travel? So here's here's what they say. When you pair up your first couple that gets married and you have they have their first child, this little, like, maybe eight-slide text thing plays. It's like, well, the world is so dangerous that they sent their children off to the deep realms, which makes no sense. And then deep <laughs> realms, time passes faster. And so blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, is that every time one of your fucking units gets married to another one and they have a child... It just pops out. It just apparently they just like, oh fuck, we'll just put you in the deep realm. We're not actually gonna raise you, and time's gonna pass really fast there, so you're instantly an adult. All those children must have severe PTSD. It's so like, fucking stupid. I was alone <laughs> for like ten years. Mom, dad, why? It's just so lazy. Yeah. And it's like I we- didn't even know there was children in that game until very recently, and I was waiting to ask you how the fuck that plays out. Okay, because- and I don't mind having a children mechanic. Because mm-hmm. in Awakening, it worked, especially worked in terms of the story. Yeah. Or having some sort of thing where you pair up units and they create another, whatever. It's just so lazy. You know, if you are kind of sated with Awakening, there's no reason to buy Fates. Because it's, it's an inferior game. And uh, just overall very disappointing. Again, it's it's good if you like Fire Emblem, but there's nothing there that's that's groundbreaking. or And there's you, a lot of stuff that pisses me off. You convinced me not to buy it. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I am kind of uh, glad that I didn't spend my very tiny amount of disposable income on it over spring break. Well, because I was considering just spending my spring break doing that. If ever you want to borrow it, you're welcome to borrow it. Sweet. In fact, you borrow it today for all I fucking do. <laughs> fucking stupid ass game. Okay, let's go into our final segment. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. Okay. So this week's top three list, kind of related to what we were just talking about, uh, top three games that you enjoyed playing, but you reached a point where all of a sudden you lost all interest and stopped. (laughs) That's complicated, kind of. Thing, but that's very common actually yeah i feel like that will immediately resonate with anybody who's yeah. listening yeah so <laughs> you played a game you enjoyed it but then all of a sudden you're like oh all right i'm done something came <laughs> up and then you just never went back to it that's so, sometimes that and sometimes you're just fucking done you know so jared do you have any answers for this uh it was a struggle because all i could really think of were rpgs <laughs> well let's hear them um well skyrim actually 
never I, actually I never, finished it. I never finished Skyrim. Oh, you know what? I did every single goddamn side quest and everything. Uh, I didn't get any of the DLC, but I did every single side quest, everything. Yeah, I did pretty much that too. And but I never finished the main storyline. <laughs> I never, I barely even started the main storyline. Well, I got to the last second or third to last mission and never finished. But yeah, you're right. That's I, hilarious I, because like I've heard that a lot about Skyrim actually because nobody gives a shit about the main storyline. It's like yeah. easily the poorest writing in the whole game. Yeah, I you're purposely, right. I um, actually not do it so I wouldn't have the fucking dragon attacks all the time. <laughs> Because that would take me out of the story. Oh, just, you you didn't even do any story then. You just were like... I was just like, fuck it. I'm out. And then like I just conquer the world with every single other thing. Like, do all the guilds, you know. I actually like the dragon attacks. Those were kind of fun. I kind of like them too. Just because when you started hearing the music, you would get so excited and like start spinning around in circles. Like, where's it coming from? Yeah. yeah, like, you're out, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I, I tried not to do fast travel very often. So, you know, I'd be out like riding exactly. in the snow in the mountains. And all of a sudden you hear the music. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And then you know, <laughs> I basically I was get just tired horse, of uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. characters dying. Uh, the non- super important ones at least yeah and um i was tired of like carrying around all these fucking dragon bones and like yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i hear that i don't know it, it just sort of took me out of the story a little i just wanted to role play a little you know i right. did like that the skeletons remained after you killed them that was pretty cool yeah i don't think i finished oblivion either but i can't be certain about that i remember I, going to a lot of those fucking i bet you did I, I finished it i went to a hell of a lot of those dimensional realm yeah evil things that was boring as fuck. Those I hated <laughs> going into those realms. Yeah. I thought the ending was pretty cool, though. Yeah, the ending was, from what I remember, the ending mission was pretty good. And yeah. Uh, and then, like, as far as, you know, after that, pretty much just RPGs is all I can think of. Um, basically, every single Dragon Quest game, other than four and six, I never beat. You just got far enough and you're kind of done. We got just, like, hit a far. grinding wall or something? Uh, One... I only got about halfway through the game because it was a definitely grinding wall. Uh, two, I never really gave it a try. But three, I hit a grinding wall. Uh, five, I hit like a dungeon that was really hard. And I was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Near the end. I can definitely see that with RPGs. Eight, I got super far and I just fizzled out. And then, you know, you know when you fizzle out of a game and then you just can't remember where you were? That's the problem. If you fizzle out and you just need a, a slight break, but... Some games like that, you can't come back. Eight, seven and eight yeah. have that problem for me because I've tried uh, a couple times. And I got really far. I enjoy it, but you know, I just I forget what the fuck I was doing after yeah. a month or so. Yeah. I just yeah. And then there's Final Fantasy, and for that, pretty much it's like six, four and six, I'd say for Final Fantasy games. Hmm. So that's a lot of games. <laughs> it's yeah. more than three. But, right. You know, I'll just say two and three were a bunch of RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> all right alex do you want to go um for me like jared there are so many that i actually narrowed my scope to within the past year <laughs> nice okay cool all right <laughs> so um just within the past year final fantasy 14 yeah because i did the exact same thing with that as i do to like almost any other mmo that i've ever played ever um i came close to capping out my character yep and i didn't because it takes fucking weeks to get those last couple of levels, yeah, you know? Yeah, well, the diminishing returns exactly. and your time invested. And yeah. for me, it was, uh, I spent all this time grinding and grinding and grinding so that I could buy a guild hall. And I bought it. And then I just stood in it, and it looks great. And I put up all the decorations, and I planted a garden. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm never playing this again. And I never <laughs> logged in. Yeah. I never logged in again after I set up my guild hall. That's funny. <laughs> so... Uh, 
Yeah, poor Final Fantasy fourteen. It's been sending me little gifts and things like, uh, baby, come back. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even played Heaven's Ward. You bought it. You haven't done anything with it. I'm just like, ooh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I wish I wish that they would do this that thing where like um, you see pictures on the time all the time on the internet of like exes sending text messages. Where they're like, they start off really friendly, like, come on, baby, blah, 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 blah. And eventually they turn like, well, fuck you. I never liked you anyway. Yeah. But I wish that like Sony would start sending out those emails to you. Final Fantasy 14 is like, I'm in town. Are you still around? How have you been? Do you have a girlfriend? Ha, 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 ha. And then like hours later, after I haven't responded to any of its messages, it's just like, you dumb slut. I yeah. never want to hang out with you anyways. Right. I never liked you anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would totally go back to the game if, it, if I got like that message from like, wow. <laughs> I would totally go back and pay for a month just out of respect. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it was in love with you. It just sounds like it wanted to hook up. Yeah, I just wanted to hook up while I was like yeah. cruising through so, town. What are you up to? Final Fantasy fourteen is like you only need to play for like another day or two. I haven't seen you for a couple months. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, Shantae was which, which that... you talked about and you really liked. Yeah, I did. I really liked it. I got to the very last level, and then I didn't play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no reason at all. I was having a really good time too. Like the second to last boss was actually pretty good. And it was one of those bosses that pissed me off. So I spent like three hours trying to beat it and dying over and over and over and like learning its patterns. Like it was a really good experience as far as like 2D platformers go, right? Yeah. And after I beat that boss, I was just like, can't wait until next weekend where I can beat the last level. Never did. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was definitely up there. And Grim Fandango... Grim, did I, t- I told you guys about Grim Fandango, Oh, yeah, right? we talked about it on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was playing Grim Fandango. It was great. I love the sense of humor. I love the characters, yada, yada, yada. Puzzles were pretty fun. Although they started getting a little bit convoluted, it started getting to like that point and click point where I was just smashing things together to uh, see what would work. Yeah. But um, the thing that turned me off of that game was that I entered a new area, and it was fucking huge. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Point and click games work really well if maybe there are three interconnected areas or even just one area, right? Yeah. Um, like a uh, neighborhood or fucking Deponia or something like that. But um, so you enter this big area, all of a sudden it's overwhelming. It almost becomes a chore. Exactly. To, yeah. It was a total chore because there were like dozens of strung together individual scenes, right? Uh-huh. And each of them had like an NPC or two or something kind of tidy puzzle and i was just like i'm too tired for this yeah and i never beat it yeah so i feel like it's part of it is it's that moment where you realize we're kind of the the veil is lifted and it's kind of like oh well this is i've done this already a lot in this game and all of a sudden you kind of look at the time it's going to take you to keep going and you realize oh well I, I could do other things. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I think it was just that I hit that point of diminishing returns because yeah, when I hit yeah. that huge area, I realized that the plot wasn't going to progress for like another five hours. Right. Instead of the plot progressing every 30 minutes, mm-hmm. literally every time you completed a puzzle, it was like, you have to complete these 16 puzzles before you move on now. Yeah. Like, oof. nope, wasn't feeling it. I, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll go over my three very quickly. Um, first one is actually The Witcher, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Did all the side quests and whatnot. 
finally got to the very final chapter, chapter five. I think I had like 40 or 50 hours into the game and start of chapter five. And it's like, okay, great. Now I have all these, like this, this new area to explore, all these new NPCs to go talk to. Same kind of things like, well, I don't really want to do that right now. <laughs> you know, and then I just never went back to the game. <laughs> I enjoyed the game thoroughly. I just didn't want to put in the time. I don't want to go talk to a bunch of NPCs right now and do this and this and, you know. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X is my most recent one where I've done this, where I kind of talked down about the game, but at the end of the day, very fun game to play. Yeah, it was just because you were coming down from like a 9 to a 7.5, and a 7.5 is still really damn good as yeah. far as games are concerned. Right, so, you know, very enjoyable. Stop playing it, um, but I think I could still go back because they do a pretty good job with the quest logs and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, well, we'll see, uh, but definitely reached a point where I was like, okay, cool, and I then the story, they started dropping these hints of, like, relations to the first Xenoblade Chronicles, and I was like, oh my god, really? Are they going to, like, explain what this is all about, how these games are related, even though they seem like they're different universes and blah, 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 and then I... I was excited about it, and I figured, oh, I'll just, I'll just go Google it to see what's up. And it turns out they're just fucking stupid little things. Easter eggy te- things. They're teasing you with it. Yeah. And it's never explained, so I was like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, that kind of pissed me off, so. Um, and then, again, classic JRPG, which I've played. I've started this game probably, if you count all my childhood playthroughs, probably five times. And I put on each playthrough, you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 hours. Right. So you have like the first portion of the game memorized. Well, probably the first 80% <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Right. It's the seventh saga. I've talked about it before. It's a Super Nintendo RPG made by Square Enix. Very similar in terms of uh, the way everything works to the Dragon Quest series. Um, amazing game. But you get really deep into the game and shit just gets harder and harder and harder and more grindy and grindy. And uh, yeah. It's like, well, I've I've reached, I've had my fill. I'm good. So <laughs> I don't know what it is that uh, about games that I finished that makes me want to finish them versus these ones. You know, I can't really articulate it exactly, but it's like it's a very fine line. Yeah, between making an ending that's like satisfying and making a game that's intimate or making an ending that's intimidating. Yeah, it's just like you have to be very careful um, in the latter portion of your game when you're designing it to not all of a sudden do all this retreading. And, uh, oh, a good example is Wind Waker. Um, love that game. Played it. Uh, I haven't played the Wii U remake of it yet, but I plan to. But loved it back in the day. Played it. But then I got to that um, infamous section where you have to search for the pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all the usual places visit gamersmustdie.com for uh other stuff too sound like a youtube guy like and subscribe oh, like and subscribe blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> okay i'm not gonna even go there bye bye bye, bye.